This podcast is solely for the attention of institutional, professional, qualified, or sophisticated investors and distributors. Hi everyone, for this Back to School podcast, we're going to take stock of the major climate law that has been adopted by the US in the summer 2022, since it seems to mark a turning point in the US energy transition. This bill that we're going to talk about is the Inflation Reduction Act. This law was passed only with the votes of Democratic Congress people as part of what is called the Budget Reconciliation Procedure. It includes tax measures with tax increases for some companies and health-related measures, but it is above all the climate and energy component on which we are going to focus on today. The Inflation Reduction Act includes $369 billion in new spending focused on energy and climate over the next 10 years. There are really a lot of distinct spending items in this law, and it is important to look at this bill in detail to appreciate the extent of progress. The Inflation Reduction Act's biggest portion is about $260 billion in tax credits related to clean energy. In reality, a big part is dedicated to the renewal of tax credits on production and on investment in renewable energies, which had expired at the end of 2021 and which are now extended until the end of 2024. This includes the production of electricity via wind, solar, biomass, and also the production of hydroelectricity. Another tax credit has been extended over time. It is the tax credit for carbon sequestration, which has been in fact extended until 2033. To benefit from it, power plants will have to capture at least 75% of their CO2 emissions, and industrial factories will have to capture at least 50% of their CO2 emissions. Beyond the extensions of existing tax credits, several tax credits have been created. A tax credit on the production of clean hydrogen, that is to say hydrogen produced with a process that does not emit more than 4 kilos of CO2 per kilo of hydrogen, has been created for 10 years. The extent of the tax credit per kilo of hydrogen will therefore depend on the degree of cleanliness of the production process. How the tax credits have been created? for the production of nuclear electricity, but also for the domestic production of solar panels, wind turbines, batteries, and essential minerals for clean energy. The goal is to strengthen the sovereignty of the US in terms of clean energy. The Inflation Reduction Act also provides 1.5 billion in rewards for companies that reduce their methane emissions. This is particularly important because methane has a warming effect 80 times more powerful than CO2. Finally, a probably underestimated element of this bill is the creation of a green bank, the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund, which will co-finance renewable energy projects with the private sector and for which $27 billion have been allocated. The reach of this green bank can be potentially very significant. At the individual level, the Inflation Reduction Act provides subsidies of $7,500 for the purchase of new electric vehicles and $4,000 for used electric vehicles. It also provides subsidies for the installation of solar panels and heat pumps. We therefore understand when we put together all these elements that the Inflation Reduction Act marks a real acceleration in the US energy transition. The Democrats present this law as the law comprising the most important climate investment in the history of the US and as allowing to put the country on a trajectory of reducing emissions by 40% in 2030 compared to 2005. These estimates are obviously questionable and certain axes of decarbonation of the economy are quite largely absent from the Inflation Reduction Act, 
but we must take into account the fact that the Inflation Reduction Act comes on the top of a major bipartisan infrastructure bill which had been adopted at the end of 2021 and which included $550 billion of new infrastructure investments over five years, a good part of which was related to electricity generation and to the infrastructure related to electric vehicles. In the end, even if it's not perfect or complete, there is therefore real impetus for the decarbonation of the US economy. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon. All comments and analysis reflect CPR AM views on market conditions and its evolution, according to information known at the time. As a result of the simplified nature of the information contained in this document, that information is necessarily partial and incomplete. <laughs>